0: You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club, with me, Randall Parker. Listen to that. I'm back home. That's right, I'm back home in the bosom of my family, coming to you from the back bedroom. I'll tell you what, it's great to sleep in your own bed and crap on your own toilet. On today's podcast, I'll be reviewing two films from the list of greatest films of all time. We've got a Randall's recommends, a few of her emails, and another few bits and bobs. But first, I'll bet you're wondering what's happened to the Mark Richards situation. Well, turns out our mate Mark has violated one of the conditions of his parole, and he's had to rejoin his pals back up at HMP Manchester. Now, apparently, uh, one of his conditions is that uh, he has to be free of drugs... And, to check this, he's subject to a mandatory drugs test every four weeks. Now, I do know for a fact that our Mark loves a bit of the old nose sherbet. And so, to get around this, instead of using his own piss, he was going to use child's piss he'd put into a fairy liquid bottle and was going to squirt it into the cup at the clinic. Unfortunately, the only kid's piss he could get his hands on was little old Jackson's. You know, his nephew. But unbeknownst to our Mark is that apparently our Jackson's a bit partial to the old monkey dust. Turns out that's why he spends most of the day staring up at this window. His mum puts it on his cocoa pops in the morning to help out with his ADHD. Anyway, Mark weren't too happy with the results and punched the bloke who tests the piss and then took down two coppers who turned up. So he's safely locked up and I'm back here doing me podcast with a big brew and a couple of wagon wheels. Oh, and shaking Stevens ain't next door no more either. As he's been up to his old tricks, they caught him, right, behind the bins of the local hospice, right, having a drain off. Uh, Yeah, caught him with his tracksuit trousers round his ankles and he was ripping the head off of it. I think Donna must have stopped Jackson's ADHD treatment for now as he's out there kicking a ball against the fence. The ball has come over a couple of times, I don't mind, I'll just chuck it back, you know, let him get on with it. Kids will be kids, won't they? Mum's not been as kind. She's bit through one of the balls and burst it. But that's just Mum, isn't it? We used to play football in Queen's Park when I was a lad, right? And the ball used to always go over this one house. And uh, the bloke was always moody, you know, when you sneaked into his garden to get the ball. Mr Kent, his name was. Well, we used to call him Mr Cook. Well, I'm sure you can imagine. Anyway, one time, right, the ball goes over, right? And we does the old one-potato, two-potato to see who goes and gets you back, now Mickey Dawson, right, he loses has to climb over the fence, right? But old Mister C- Mister Kent catches Mickey Dawson and takes him into his shed. Now we ain't too sure what happened in there, but Mickey said, right, he'd got a projector in there, and he watched old Popeye cartoons for an hour. But all I'm saying is, old Mickey was never the same after that. Right, on to emails. One of the good things about being home is access to regular Wi-Fi. Now. I'd like to thank everyone for the belated birthday wishes and more on that later but firstly got an email from Danny Carson and it goes Dear Randall If you could be any character from any film who would it be and why? Many thanks, Danny Carson And Danny comes from all the way up in Cove Bay in Aberdeen Sounds nice that, doesn't it? Cove Bay Sounds like something out of a Stephen King book, doesn't it? A couple move into Cove Bay and the locals treat them like shit and then there's a big murder or a sex cult or something Anyway, back to the email. I suppose that if I could be any character, I'd probably be James Bond, you know. I mean, he's got the nice clothes and the fancy car, and plenty of sexy ladies, you know, they're all after him, aren't they? Right, and he can run around killing anyone he likes for free. I mean, if Mark Richards was trying to kick his head in, right, he'd probably pop a couple of rounds in his guts, bring him down, then casually walk over to him, pop on in his head and finish him off, and then end on a killer pun like... Um, I don't know something like I don't know something about him being a twat anyway. Next email, dear Randall, you've mentioned in a few of your podcasts about the sporadic bouts of violence that your mother is prone to. In fact, twice you have mentioned the time she killed a vicar. Could you tell us more, Sally Fisher? Well, thank you for the email, Sally. But unfortunately, by law, I'm not allowed to talk about what we refer to as the vicar incident. I think it's what they call a closed inquest. But speaking of mum, she is due in court later in this week for biting off the ASDA security guard's finger. They're bloody weird down that ASDA, you know. I noticed the other day that the security guard is back working there, but they still insist on pressing charges. But as mum says, that place is run for the bloody staff. Right, on to the final email for this week, and it goes... Dear Randall, Apparently, in the last episode of your podcast, you had an email from a Raymond Cress, and for some reason you thought it was okay to give out his home address. Only you gave out the address for the wrong Raymond Cress. The Raymond Cress that you gave the address out for is my 86-year-old father. Up to this point, he has had four people round asking for a cup of tea. I would be grateful if you could tell your listeners that they should not visit my father any longer. I'm sure that there must be some sort of regulations that you must have to follow up. She goes on, but I won't bore you, but you get the gist. She signs it Jennifer Cress. So if her surname's Chris, it means she ain't married. Can't say I'm surprised. Turns out my mate Ken ain't such a whiz on the old computer after all. Turns out he just googled Raymond Cress and found an article in the Leeds local paper about some old cock moaning about bin collections or something. So thanks Big Ken. But you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, so old Ray up in Leeds, put a sock in it. But nice to know I've got a bit of a following up there in Leeds. Keep up the good work, folks.
1: Randall Parker's film fact.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio was the first choice to play Anakin Skywalker in Attack of the Clowns until it was realised he couldn't act.
1: Randall Parker's film fact.
0: Right, on to reviews. <laughs> So our first film is another one by Stanley Kubics. Just straight out of the hat, no fishy business, just the look of the draw. Don't worry, we ain't going to have another Roman Polanski scandal. Now this one is called 2001 A Space Odyssey. As you may know, I do like me sci-fi, and I was really looking forward to this one. So imagine my surprise when this rocks up. Now it happens, and now it happens for what seems to be three hours. Now hour one is basically... It's a David Attenborough programme, but they can't be asked to nip off to the jungle, so they nip off down the fancy dress shop and buy the most unconvincing monkey suits they can find. i tell you, I've never been so less impressed with a bunch of monkeys since the school trip down to the West Midland Safari Park, and that was because we were too busy laughing at Donnie Tucker being kicked in the face by a kangaroo when he was dropping a turd out behind a tree. So you can't really blame the monkeys for that one, can you? But I digress. Hour 2. Now, this is based in space, so that's where you would expect things to pick up a bit. But no, now it happens. It's like a really, really, really shit Star Wars film. And I'm not talking Last Jedi shit. I'm talking about the kind of shit that if they made a Star Wars film about people doing some tidying up and the laundry and stuff. Then, hour three. Fuck knows. I mean, well, 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 fuck knows, right? Now, there is a theory, Right that when old Stan was knocking this film up, NASA said to him, would you fake the moon landings for us as we can't be asked to go? Now I did have a word with Ken about this, as he's a bit of an expert on conspiracy theories. What a mistake that was. He went on for another three hours talking about it. Then he started on about Roswell and aliens sticking probes up people's arses, and that was the rest of the day lost. Anyway, I saw an article online entitled Stanley Kubik's Genius... Stanley Kubik's Time Thief more like. Tell you what, I'd rather gargle Red Hot Piss than watch another Stanley Kubik's film. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with something like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which seems to go on forever as well. As I said, I'm back home now. Uh, when I did my last podcast, I was sleeping down at Wharton Bailey Fabrications, where I work. Well, I'm still on furlough. The only one out of about a staff of a hundred. After sleeping there, I spent a night or two down at the Ikea at Wensbury. Did you know, none of the cookers on display there work? Or any of the toilets come to that? It took me 20 minutes of flushing to find that out. Anyway, I was having a sleep in one of the beds there, and slept in and the staff found me and called the police who in turn called Mr White who told me that Mark Richards was back behind bars and that it was safe to come back home It was lovely to have a bath and sleep in my own bed and have a crap on my own lav you know. So when I got home I needn't have worried about it, Mum She'd not noticed I'd been gone for the best part of three weeks There she was, sat in front of Dickinson's real deal eating a pot noodle, raw just crunching at it, you know. Anyway, I asked for my birthday prezzy, right? And she gives me this small parcel. When I unwrapped it, it was a scarf. A fucking scarf? Who gives someone a fucking scarf in July? Well, the kind of person who eats raw pot noodle, I suppose. I have to admit that I did lose my temper slightly and went off on a bit of a rant about being thoughtless and the fact that it was my 50th birthday. She says, you're not 50? So I says yes I am 50 and she says are you sure and I said I should bloody know. Oh I thought that was last year she says so I goes and finds me birth certificate right and sure enough it says 1970 on it. I was stunned. Not only did I have a shit 50th birthday I had a shit 51st birthday as well. Apparently the confusion comes from when I was little and I was kept back a year at school because I was doing letter F's backwards Funny thing is, I just assumed I was the same age as the kids in my class. I mean, who wouldn't? Now a word from our sponsor. Have you trod shit through here? Oh, shut your gob, you stupid bitch. You're weird, just like your weird mother. Don't bring my mum into this. I'm glad we put her in that home.
1: Oh, why don't you just die?
0: Is it any wonder I'm fucking your brother?
1: Here at Boston Home Carter Solicitors, we understand that relationships break down, and things can turn nasty. We know that time is of the essence, and striking whilst the iron's hot is of the utmost importance. For over 40 years, we've been helping people all over the West Midlands to get the boot-in first, and our Strike First package will make sure that you get what you deserve and that bastard is left potless. It doesn't matter if you're a conventional or same-sex marriage, or even a common-law couple, our team is waiting for your call. Our investigations team will go deep and find those skeletons in their closet, and if they're clean, our Photoshop department will make sure we've got something on them. We operate on a 25% commission, so you know we want as much as we can from them. So give us a call on 0121 452 3584 or pop into our offices just off the high street. Come and see us before your partner does.
0: So on to our next film this week and it's one called Tampopo. It's from Japan and it's directed by Juzo Itami. I hope I've pronounced that right as I don't want to offend any Japanese listeners. As I said, it's from Japan and I'm pretty sure it's the first film I've watched from there that ain't a cartoon. Now it is subtitled but as I've said before that ain't a problem because it's like watching the telly whilst reading a book. It is supposed to be a comedy but I think it must have been that subtle comedy as... I missed most of the jokes. It weren't no carry-on film, I can tell you that. Now, the main story starts with these two blokes, a pair of truck drivers, and they stop off at this shit calf. And when they turn up, they stop this kid from getting his head kicked in, and he turns out to be the owner of the calf's son. Now, her name is Tampopo. Anyway, the main truck driver gets into a fight and gets the shit kicked out of him, and the next day, he wakes up at Tampopo's house. I do like saying that, Tampopo. 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 Anyways, she asks him, What do you think of my noodles? And he says, They tasted like dog shit, love, but I appreciate the effort. Then, for no reason, he says, Tell you what, love, why don't I train you up and we'll reopen your caf as a fancy eating place? It's a bit like The Karate Kid, but with super noodles. Along the way, they meet up with a string of characters who just so happen to be good at cooking, and it all comes out in the wash. The main story has these little stories dotted throughout it. There's a dying woman who cooks tea for her family one last time. There's a spaghetti eating class and some old bird in a shop who keeps squeezing food. But the main other story is about a bloke in a white suit and some woman in a hotel eating food in sexy ways. It's sort of like a blue movie if it was sponsored by McDonald's. Now if you are watching this film I would recommend you get plenty of snacks in. As it did make me hungry and the only thing we had in was Weetabix and we had no milk so I had to eat them dry. Now ratings wise I did enjoy this. I wasn't expecting to but I wasn't sure fully what was going on. And for that main reason I would probably put it on a par with something like Ice Age 2 The Meltdown. So that was Tampopo. Watch that if you like super noodles and watching saucy ladies with raw egg running down the chin. That's nearly all for this week But we have got time for this
1: Randall Recommends
0: Right, our Randall Recommends Is a classic film from 1990 And stars the magnificent Cynthia Rothrock And it's called Lady Dragon Now, on a wedding day Cynthia's husband's killed, right And she goes after the nasty shits who did it It's a rollicking film But if you ain't got the time to watch it Just watch the trailer As it's basically the whole film I'll put a link in the podcast description for you.
1: Randall recommends.
0: Well, it's been lovely to be back at home, and thank you all for joining me. As always, you can contact me via email. The email address is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Probably have to get that changed to 1970. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Tira for a bit.